episode number six welcome back everybody thank you for listening we are your hosts my name is Vibrock. my name is Kaz it's beautiful hump day beautiful hump day Wednesday evening and uh we are chilling with my man Rolo <laughs> hey what's good y'all hey what's good y'all this AKA is gonna be the most nice. podcast yeah. and back by popular demand we got <laughs> returning <laughs> <laughs> returning after a long Hiatus, my you man. DJ Agano. Hey yo, what's really y'all? What's really really? Ooh. I don't even gotta complete the sentence anymore. <laughs> I'm just out here saying what's really. Hey, <laughs> this is gonna be a real loose, real loose, real light. It's podcast. something light, something light, you know something, something light for real children. Light. Something light for the children. We got my man Rollo as a special guest. <laughs> yeah, tonight, what's good, y'all? Bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before uh, we get into all that, uh, I want to first say thank you to everyone that's been listening and uh, giving their f- positive feedback. And um, we are on iTunes now. Shout out to that iTunes. You can it's find real us. official now. It's real official. Yo. I feel like once you're on iTunes, you're uh, you're official, right? It's been a long Shout time since the mixed crate days. Y'all remember those days? Mixed crate. <laughs> Couple weeks like ago. Like literally. Days. <laughs> <laughs> Couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know and as we speak, we just released. Uh, episode number five with our brother Esther. That boy. Yeah, and um, you can catch that. You can find us on F R E E L U V E in the search bar. And uh, please subscribe, rate, and comment because that's going to help us uh, get a little traction into the numbers. You feel me? You feel me? I need you to outcast my YouTube page one time saying that. Oh, no, we're going to get to all of that. Subscribe, thumbs up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too early for that, bro. But best believe we're going to get into that. We got you on that. But before that, uh, on the real somber note, before we get, we, I feel like we all have to oh, pay respects to uh, the Five Foot Assassin, Mighty Five Dog, rest in peace. Uh, we lost one of the luminaries of hip hop, one of the pioneers. Um, if y'all don't know, or you guys been hiding under a rock, or you just don't know, we lost Malik, the Five Foot Freak, last week. Due to uh, health complications And uh, man that's a big blow to the hip hop community I think a lot of people That got into hip hop or started listening One of their avenues was A Trap Called Quest and I think one of the You know more popular MCs Was Fife and uh, I think before we get into a little You know of the show I think uh, we share a little moment of silence silence And share a little you know What was your first track that you got into You know what I'm saying stuff like that Um, I know for me uh, you know, getting to like you know reborn and whatnot. I think not my first track that uh track that I got into, but my favorite one at the time was the original scenario. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you would hear that at the jams, at the sessions, and you would can you go spit, off. Uh, can you spit like some lyrics? I wish I could, man, because I'm really bad at like remembering <laughs> lyrics, bro. But I know my favorite song is uh, I mean, of course, a lot of people's favorite song, and they remember the beginning of it is uh, bugging out. You know, like uh. Yep. Microphone check one, one two check. what yep. it is is yep. the five foot assassin with the roughneck <laughs> business. You know what I'm saying? So like 
Uh, I'm going to pass it around to my man DJ Ghana and uh, especially him doing, you know, music and DJing. I yeah, feel, for sure. Yeah, you know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be on some shit like I've been listening to the tribe since I was born. Because, okay, I'm 24 right now, right? So when I really first heard about tribe, it was during the MySpace days. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first Tribe track I really heard was like either Can I Kick It or Electric Relaxation because I mean I was young but I was still you know uh, conscious enough to really know what the Wayne's show was like the yeah, Wayne's yeah, Brothers exactly. show the intro, because the if y'all don't know man the Wayne's Brothers show Electric Relaxation bro that was their theme song real ones though man I remember watching the episode because that wasn't the original uh, intro to that uh, show and then they switched up to electric relaxation. I was like, yo, this is some real hip hop shit, no. you know? I think, yeah, no, that's that's for I sure, like for sure. I think the first track I really heard, though, was Can I Kick It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like probably the first yes, track I heard can. by Tribe. <laughs> and I think yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Um, that's like the most hip hop chant. At the time, like, at the time when they were big or whatever, like, they were uh, a different avenue as opposed to like the grimy New York stuff that you heard at the time, you know? So they gave a, the conscious eye or conscious ear a, a different um, listen with uh, Tribe and um, De La Soul yeah. and, uh, you know, leaders of the new school and everyone that was on the, uh, you know, Afrocentric garb and they was just, you know, trying to bring like that third eye conscious level. So it was a good mixture of that. And they give, they, I don't know, I think it birthed a lot of like, what you hear now in the jazz feel of like you know hip hop and shit. So, uh, Rolo, you remember your first tribe um, song? Can I kick it? Oh man, yes you can. Microphone check. One two. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I mean, uh, Cass. My favorite fight. Or your favorite? Fight. Just uh, remember your first tribe song. My first one. Damn. I just remember hearing them like in like the whole album, so it's like hard for me to like pinpoint them. Which album? Yeah, which album? Eagles? Because that was their first project. Yeah. 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 Which was like. That was like super. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah. Yeah. Can I kick it? That was the first project. Yeah, the original. The one that's my favorite though is the one that's it's kind of newer. It's off Love Movement. Is uh. Find a way. Find a way. Yeah. That's the smoothest one, bro. Especially fight family. Yeah. Only because, like, if y'all ever seen the Beats Rhyme in Life documentary by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time they were making that project, they were beefing. Beefing, exactly. Shout out to Michael. Right, they, they weren't in the video. Like, like, they weren't even in the same place in the video. Exactly. They were starting to beef in that whole project. And, uh, and, and know, like, like, when I first really, like, watched that documentary, I was like, damn, because that project really, like, hits home because, like... We never knew that. Dude, yeah. once again... No, wait, actually, once again was off um, uh, Beats Rhyme in Life. So. I'm not too sure. I think, but anyways, but, um, yeah, uh, man, love movement. What sucks about this whole thing is um, hearing that you know, because they just recently did the uh, the Jimmy Fallon show after like not performing together for years. Right. I think like after the whole fallout we saw in the documentary, and um, rumor has it that they were working on a new LP. So you know, kind of sucks that you know during this process, and I think everyone was like together in the, with like good hearts I think everyone uh, you know made up with each other so with that being said rest in peace to the mighty five dog 
Condolence know. to the fam and family. Exactly. Um, he we're gonna, here for the yeah. Last, like, yeah. Alright, so like, before we even <laughs> you remember the show we did at uh, San Jose State? You were there. Uh, it was uh, probably one of the last IFP shows that we did with Jay Bray. Uh-huh. And, um, you remember Rico? Yeah, of course. He was there taking pictures, right? So when we were done and we were going to do the meet and greet, I was trying to hit up Irico to be like, yo, uh, you want to take pictures of the meet and greet? He's like, nah, man, my homie just called me. I'm on the other side of campus. You can't believe who I'm taking pictures of right now. I was like, who? Fucking Fife Dog. Because hey. he was doing the local college show. Yeah. I was like, yo, do you guys want to come through and just, you know, kick it? Or like, ah, oh, we got to do this meet and greet, you mm. know? And like, so like we were in the same area that's had kind of like meta or whatever, but yeah, rest in peace, man. And um, yeah, yeah. With that said, let's get into this podcast. Uh, how's everyone's weeks been? Oh, my week's been real good. It's been productive. You know, I'm sipping on a frappuccino. Nice, <laughs> 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 something light. You know, something real sweet. light. Some sweet. Something sweet. Uh, Ghana. My week's been real chill. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm actually going to Tahoe mm. on some vacation shit. And then after Tahoe, I'm going straight to New York and then Philly on some business. Speaking of oh, okay. New York, you know, okay. tribe, shout out, pay respects if you're out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my first time in New York and Philly. Honestly, you're have a good time, in man. general, this is my first time in, in the East Coast. Yeah. So, you're going to have yeah, a good time in New York. I'm going to have a hell of fun Ooh. for yeah. sure. And um, just the fact that I'm being. It's, you gonna be in the city? I'm, I'm being it's, I'm being flown out for the free. Oh. Rolo, uh, how was your week? Uh, you know, your boy woke up. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Khaled for this one. Bless up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, uh, it's been a pretty uh, productive week. Pretty much like uh, what everyone said. Um, for the most part, just getting work done. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. Wake up, get work done. There you go. That's I mean, rise and grind, right? Exactly. But um. Yeah, I feel like that's a real Bay like mentality out here. Like I've been to a lot of places, and like, like y'all put in work out here. I feel like it's not that there's nothing else to do, but I feel like things are just opportunities are just you know presenting itself, and you don't stop you know hop on it. You're gonna yeah, if doors open, take it or do what you can. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's a whole nother episode. But I really feel like <laughs> like at this moment in time. Like being in the Bay Area is like the place to be right now in terms of really coming up and pursuing something super creative on some like non-corporate shit on some on some like you don't have to be in the nine to five world to really come up in the Bay. Like this is something, man. I could go on for days about this new, me, me and you this both. new like renaissance, <laughs> this new like culture me and you both. that's we happening in, in the Bay right it's now. Like you know what I'm like saying? A, it's like, like a new microcosm of like a uh, uh, like engineering of like thought of like you know, like you said, no, you don't need a nine to five. Cause like when I was going to school, they're like, after college, you gotta get this career, this and that, and like. You know, finding out what you, uh, your work, uh, before and like everybody's work now is like everyone has like chill ass work days where like you want to rest, take a rest. You want to, you know, like, times change. Exactly. Like, times change. It's all about the uh, employees' wellness now. Yeah. Rather than like stressing them the hell out. Ergonomic, yeah. ergonomic everything. Hell yeah. Right? Like make a real, uh, real cozy in the work environment. But um, yeah, Rolo, uh, let's get into your background. Um, 
Rolo's your government name, or like you know, not official government name, but that's your name. But All right. on on uh on social media, social media, you go as Dunks are nice. Yes. Yes, goes under uh, Dunks are nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that name's pretty like self-explanatory. Um, How nice are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you not seen? Self-explanatory. <laughs> you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. The uh, the shoe itself is is just a sleek, nice-looking shoe. It's inspired because uh, that shoe started off in '85, uh, the same time that the Jordan Ones came out. Um, the inspiration for both of those are pretty identical if you just uh, compare the two side by side. Um, just the name itself, just the word dunks, in terms for whatever it is. Just the letter R, just because I think someone uh, took the name A R E. So I was like, I said F it, I'll just put the, the short, uh, short and even more, the letter R, then just nice. Yeah. Just in why, why don't you explain what the dunk is for those that do not know? <laughs> uh, it's a basketball shoe. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a basketball shoe. Mainly in 1985, 1986, uh, for I think the seven, uh, I think in, especially in the uh, NCAA, you got Kentucky, Iowa, uh, UNLV, um, uh, Michigan, uh, St. John, those kind Was of stuff. Was it like team shoes? Yeah, the college shoes, yeah. So okay. it, it didn't start off as a skateboarding shoe as it ended up being. It started off as a basketball shoe? Yeah, it's a basketball shoe. No and way. And then, you know, it transitioned to like artists. Uh, collaborating to make it I what had it no is idea. into the to the scene what it is nowadays. Okay. That's what's up. That's like, yo, you just dropped a lot of gems. Like <laughs> no, just like I had, honestly, I thought it started off as a skateboarding yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have fooled me, bro. Hmm? Was it based off the J1s? Kind yeah, of the inspiration from, yeah. Okay, to rewind all that, that's a, that's a lot of information that is don't you, but like, let's rewind all the way back. What got you into the sneak, the uh, quote unquote, I guess sneaker game, oh, the sneaker scene. Yeah, you know, you know, when a lot of people say the shoe game, sneaker game, or shoe head, um, I don't really consider it as much as is it like the shoe game. Maybe when you first start out, you say it's like the shoe game, or you want to get as many shoes as you want as possible. I think as terms of me now, like I've been collecting more than uh, it's probably closing down to like 15 years now. Um, when you get something, when you're so stuck in something for more than 10 plus years, you see a lot of transitions and uh, hype trends and everything changes but like if your your passion you know what you're so stuck stuck onto that you love so much or whatever you, you don't really mind as much of what it is today so when a lot of people bring back a lot of stuff saying oh yeah the shoe game i'm like well i never really called it the shoe game it's just i just like shoes a lot the way they look and stuff like that um i remember in in seventh grade um there was a there's a couple of nikes i even like uh, my parent my mom she took me to pay less Shout out to everybody uh, who, who shot that. Wait, uh, what, what year was this? What year was this, <laughs> this when you were in seventh grade? Uh, this is 2000. Uh, I think not uh, 2000 to 2001. Okay. I, I knew the uh, pair less struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they're not going to buy you expensive shoes, especially as, like as a kid like me. I never got good grades. I'm the bad kid. So, yeah, pretty stubborn. I can relate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, it's it's in general like whatever Nikes I saw that attracted to me, that's pretty much what I like. It's more than so whenever people say buy what you like, it's really uh, that reference. Just literally buy what you like, because in the long end, if you still look at you, be like, you know, I still like this. I don't care what people say. I yeah. I just like it because I like it, not what you think. Yeah, and I think that like for a lot of people, like I know for me, like I collect. I don't say I collect shoes. I just buy what I like, right? Yeah. And um, like when I got a lot of older and I you know started making money for myself I started buying the shoes that was like reminiscent to my youth yeah you know so I think like a lot of people 
like you said, they're buying off of the hype because you know they want to be the next dawn. I'm like, oh, I got this, or like you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this because it resells for this price. Or I'm gonna stand on IG, show stuff. Want to rock, want to put on ice, all that shit. Yeah. Like, um, uh, yeah, that's just such a wishy-washy type scene. I feel like depending on like your passion right like depending on your intentions right yeah but i mean everyone goes through certain phases and trends as you know as you get older one moment you know in about if you look back maybe i'd say almost like 2006 2007 uh how many people wearing all over print and more streetwear brands as to opposed to nowadays it's more fitted clothes button-ups you know brands that you wouldn't really explore or know about to what it is now it's kind of like that you just go through like the phases and trends what like was that. uh what was your first sneaker that you caught um when i really got into it yeah when you really got into it um is the la gears the one that oh, lights up uh, not even nikes la gears i have all the pictures LA lights, lights, <laughs> you know you stop at it boop, boop, and it lights up <laughs> and uh growing up i remember um, commercials no it's uh it's uh it's uh la gears that started for me um i have like all the pictures i've seen it growing up i never had jordans growing up i never had any like nikes or any like nice casual shoes or anything if it's all random nikes that you know my parents got for me i would just wear it just because you know you're a kid growing up you you mess it up and do whatever it wasn't until i got into jordans around 99 2000 2001 mm-hmm. yeah. and then in 2003 that's when i i saw the nike dunk for the first time what was the first nike dunk that attracted you or was like caught your eye it was in um this was the first time i saw it physically in person was in november of 2003 but i always saw it on the internet um in 2002 mm-hmm. uh takashi's the heineken's i always saw it on ebay um, and then if you're on the forums on Nike Talk and ISS, which is now Soul Collector today, it's, it's, you know, I always saw it. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can get this in the mall. N- knowing that you don't know any information how to get these shoes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about Huff at the time when it was in the Bay Area before they closed down. Um, I didn't know about all these uh, streetwear brands or anything. I just saw it on the internet as in like a kid just, you know, you pay Counter-Strike or anything on the computer, you see it online, you're like, yeah. oh, that shit is tight. Yeah. Oh, that's it's gonna come out in the mall? I know it is because that's where people get their shoes and anything. I didn't, again, if you didn't know anything about the streetwear band, the culture of the shoe game or anything like that, then you would see it as self like, okay, uh, no, I want, I want this because it looks tight. Uh, so I, you know, you check on eBay and stuff. Two hundred dollars. Who the fuck is gonna buy shoes for two hundred dollars? I can't even convince so my parents you, you, to buy some Jordans for a hundred something dollars. So you're pretty much saying like you were just some um, quote unquote regular internet kid, and then you were really just like um, browsing the internet on some like. So you said you were you were playing Counter Strike regularly or whatever. Yeah. And then know. you found out about like shoes such as Jordans or or, or Dunks through yeah, like this the, whole collective or whatever. Category when you type in eBay, you just type in like Jordan different. Oh, so you're shoes. just like just like looking. on some curiosity tip. Yeah. Searching shoes through eBay. Yeah. And you know, just because if you're on the forum just lurking, you're not actually a member. You're just like you're trying to see how to get involved in this stuff like that. Okay. You get into it and you take a look at to it. And then I checked and it, I remember it was a Heineken SBs. It was a 200, 202 dollars, 250. I didn't know it was real or fake. I bought it. Uh, I just looked at it, and then it wasn't until uh, my sophomore year in high school. Shout out to everybody at Hercules High School. Hey, <laughs> <You know? The laughs> <laughs> Titans, Titans. Shout out to the five one zero. You know what I mean? Um, it was in my friend. Uh, I remember uh, Josh Ha. Now, uh, Josh Ha. He had a pair of uh, Nike Dunks. This is in two thousand three. 
Um, it was uh, brown, navy, and white. Again, it was just the color combos that caught my eye. I was like, dude, what Nikes are those or something? I've seen mm. those before. I bought out Oh, these are Nike Dunks. You can get them at Hilltop Mall for $65. <laughs> you can get the Dunk Highs, and you want what they still have there for $75 or $79.99. Chic, full locker champs, you know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know nothing at the at the time what it is. And then yeah. at the time my parents they didn't give me a lot of money at the time because they knew that studies uh basically your studies were more important than fashion mm -hmm. and what it is. But you know when you go to school you see it, everybody, everybody Yes. Through, you know? They're old fashioned Filipino parents, so you know exactly. when you when you have that, especially if you have a mom that's in the, the medical field. Oh, it's it's rough. Cause I, bro, I feel like I feel like we're brothers already. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, no, they're not they're not gonna understand. Oh, you want cool stuff? You, you, you graduate school, get a good job, and you you get it on your own. Bro, it's like I've known you my whole life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it was the same concept, but you know when you, you when you hang around with the uh, kids and stuff around your school that always get the new latest J's yeah. or new Nike and stuff that you want to feel welcome, but you know you look down, he's like. I'm not really feel like I should be a part of that because I don't really got shoes. But they know me yeah. as a person, so they'll still kicking me and stuff like that. See, like when I was like uh, growing up and uh, um, I went to private school, um, I unfortunately didn't, or not unfortunately, but my mom's, you know, didn't have the money, of course. So we, I was rocking the Payless kicks or whatever. And I was seeing the home, you know, you would freak him, you know, a little punk, you know, <laughs> hey, Who got them latest shacks? But I was like, you know, looking at the, my homies and they were rocking, you know, the J Kids, they were rocking, you know, the, nice the Pippins, you know what I'm saying? Not not even like um, Jordans at the time, but you know, like, you like the Kevin Garnett's and Charles shit, like, Barkley. you know, Charles Barkley, <laughs> exactly, like everything else that, you know, even, and then some Jordans eventually. But, um, Answers. Yeah, like, and you would think, like, damn, like, you would see the price tags on this shit, and like, yo, like, to convince, to convince yeah, to your, like, hey, who y'all stealing? <laughs> no, not only that, it's like, but to collect these, you know, that's a different, like, yeah. how how does one go from like you don't not having much? Huh? You go to like wherever you're trying to get the shoes at, you like put like you put on some old shoes. Try on the <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll keep that no under wraps. I know no exactly. This is the family show. Um, how how were you able to uh, like later on when you started uh, collecting or you know buying these shoes? How were you able to come up on or like you know? I mean, if you want how to it talk is about today, it, yeah, I am today for like over uh, almost like okay. Years now. Do you know what's the total of shoes in your collection right now? Uh, right now, since I did. Like inventory, I want to say like inventory update, but like an update over three hundred. He has it, Damn, ladies and gentlemen. He has enough to say it's an inventory. <laughs> so let's say, <laughs> if you were to sell each pair, you damn near would be able to afford just like a straight up house in the city or something. Some shit. Or not like, in today's economic. <laughs> or like, <laughs> at least like, be able to rent out like a decent spot for like a solid amount of time, man. Because. I've seen I've seen your collection, man, and I've seen, seen and I've too. seen the prices some of those shoes go up for on your local resale sites, bro, <laughs> like Grail or eBay, man. You have some hidden gems, bro. Yeah, yeah, and they're a lot older, older <laughs> ones. So to say the uh, here, I'll give you into perspective. If you were given a gift, you don't you can't sell it because it's kind of like a gift or something. Yeah. So some of the shoes I have in there. 
I can't sell or I don't sell because they were given to me. Based on principle. Birthday gift. Yeah, through that person or something. So you build yeah. a connection, relationship, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So to say certain prices on the shoes, it I can't really come up with a number on that. Okay. For yeah. some of for the ones that recently come out, you can you know you can look it up now on the internet and see what they're going for. Yeah. You know, an average pair of Jordans that just released. What would you say is your most expensive pair pair of shoes, and then how much would you say like you can sell them for? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this one took me about more than five years. It finally showed up on eBay for the first time in five years. Okay. If you're constantly on eBay checking something that you're always hunting down. See, so right before I get into that, this is what I don't, I don't know if this is what separates me from other collectors or something. Um, the thrill of hunting down something is more fun rather than automatically finding it and yeah. saying yeah, you're yeah. done. For sure. It's, it's the thrill it's, of the hunt. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. The thrill of the hunt is what keeps me constantly hungry yeah. what you really want to it. Uh -huh. So I guess the passion, you know, for that is, is basically what it is. And to say like this shoe finally showed up after five years, the longest shoe that I, I've always wanted is basically the Holy Grails. It took me 10 years to get. Holy Grails? It took me, yeah, Holy Grails. Word. So it took me 10 years to get. I'll, we'll get into that later, but basically the most I paid was over a thousand dollars, but that's because it finally showed up on eBay. Um, I am the second owner, the dude somewhere in East Coast, I forgot, I think in Milwaukee or something, or in Ohio. Um, it took five years to finally show it up. It was a bidding war, ended at a um, thousand, 25 and then uh, plus shipping <laughs> yeah have you ever paid more than a g to, for some shoes can't things? say that i have bro God damn. can't say that i have so it was the first time i spent over a thousand dollars on shit. shoes Word. and then i always told myself if, if there's any time i spent over 500 dollars a pair of shoes i would hate myself but at the same time it better be a good reason why yeah. so when that shoe finally showed up after five years i didn't you know it's a funny thing that shoe's not even in my size Word. But that I mean, it took really five years to get that. When you're finding something, if you're collecting something and you're you're wanting something so badly, like I want, I wish this had shoes. You have to hear about size. For for specific stuff, the size condition, you know, mm. the conditions used and everything like that. But it's it's just kind of like if you talk in in relevant terms, if you're if you're a car person and you're looking for a car and, it, and you're constantly waiting, waiting, uh, the owner who's ever having it knows what they have at the same time they're greedy and smart they're greedy because they know what they have at the same time they're smart because they don't want to sell it because it's not in production or anything exactly it's, the shoe uh, it's a jordan one uh by the way from 1985. uh okay uh, i've seen that i've seen it's that. metallic okay. purple and white so for someone that isn't for someone that isn't super into shoes or whatever why would you say spending over a g into a pair of shoes is is necessary um, I think in terms of what it is, I think it's because it's my passion or, ho or my hobby for my love for it as like anybody in whatever industry or if you're a hobbyist or a collector, mm -hmm. it's the same principles. Um, I mean, if you talk about collectors, you know, people spend over $500 on a collectible in Star Wars figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you would see them as crazy. Like, why, why would you spend so much on that toy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you look at somebody as for for whatever reason, vinyl collector or anything like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same principle. It's, okay. it's just in that world, it's just for what that goes for. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me double back on that question. And you know, you said the total was like around 10, 25, right? Yeah. For something that you've searched for five years, how maddening or upsetting is it? Or I don't know if it's upsetting to you when you see like a Kanye shoe, as soon as it drops, and then you know the person buys it then boom 
automatically three G's, two G's, without even like having a real, like you know, a storied history behind it, or you know, the thrill of the hunt per yeah. se. How is like how does that make you feel? You you know, I have nothing against what people spend their money on. It's it's your money. I don't know what you work for, if you were given to it or anything like that. People spend money on like dumb things on all the time, and you can't really say anything because that's kind of like their money. It's like you know you can't really stop someone. You know what I mean? If someone has like a a credit card and they want to go buy a car, whatever, let let them do it. But in terms of the whole Kanye. I don't. I wouldn't say it's hype. Maybe he's going a little crazy now that he's with the Adidas. Um, I know a lot of people spend X amount of money on on certain shoes, especially with the Yeezys. Um, it's. I think it's because it's. It's like any kind of marketing. I wouldn't say marketing. I would say it's more of like because he's an artist in this generation of era. By the time he's done rapping or anything, or when his time is done relevant, the next one moves along. Um, then that shoe is kind of just like move on to the next thing yeah it's but just ha- kinda... has that in a way affected the way that you go about trying to find your shoes or get uh, acquiring shoes now that the whole resale game is really in the forefront and people are like really like times you know two three times its original price has that affected you in the way like you know you can't just go out there like i mean you weren't just able to go out there and get it but like has that affected you like have you slowed down now because of like everybody raising the prices on shoes or um, I wouldn't say slowing down because, like I said, it's the thrill of hunt, always getting, trying to find, and what you're trying to get. Um, but to say how I feel about it, um, maybe it's because the first time you see it, you, you want it, you don't care how much they cost. Oh, sure, it's like a thousand, two thousand red Yeezys, four thousand, or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, if, if people want to pay that to get them just to either fit in or they like the shoe for whatever reason, um, then that's on them how i feel for it doesn't really bother me you know what i mean um that's just that's just what they really want to aim and but has it but has it affected like your actual like trying to get something and like it what you thought of the shoe was going to be this price now it's like double that you know have you come across that problem now like since like the resellers are getting that to that price um you know that song uh yeezy jumped over jump man yeah, yeah, yeah. facts the, you know that's just I like the beat, <laughs> but uh, in terms of what it, no, not really. No, um, okay. Doesn't bother me at all. Um, oh, that's not, yeah. You haven't run into any problems like that, like. Nah. Ah. I mean, hey, if you if it, it's it's just like how, like how I said, it, if, if when you love something like that, like in terms of shoes or something like that, it doesn't really bother affect you because like like I said, if you're doing something, yeah, it, it, maybe they're so caught up to it. But if you're something, if you've been doing something for like. 10 plus years like I have you see every kind of trend or something like that and you're just like sure. it, it's just the next thing right now it's just what it is right now is there a pair of shoes you just haven't had the chance to really like grasp yet or have like opportunity to really just cop or really just put your hands on yet there's a there's a couple but yeah. you know since I work at a uh, rip there's there's now yeah. a chance that I've held and touched and seen everything in my hand. Uh-huh. There's a couple. It's all the older ones, though. It's all like the older which ones? ones. Um, some of the ones that I, that just never really pop up or show up. Uh, the OG twos from 1986, 1987. Mm. Um, I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. just that kind of thing. Because I know you're you're, like back you're pretty so adamant on collecting the OG Jordans, like the the first release, like the yeah. first waves. Because I know. OGs, yeah. 
for those that don't follow Rolo on Instagram, he be posting some rare ass Jordans <laughs> from back in the day. Like, yeah, no, I, like the first release, like one, like original box. Yeah, original, original box. Yeah. It's like yeah, there's like a reason why you know I want the when it first came out. Yeah, it. I mean, nostalgia type. Nostalgia right? and number number two, it's it's appreciation of time of how it is you know what it is now um for something where it started just to collect um it i think it's you get to see of how times change and when you when you hold a shoe it like like i said it's nostalgia um at the same time um just holding something that that has history and character and everything like that it it means you know yeah they'll they'll wretch it but it's not how it used to and and what it is and stuff like that and the fact that like it's getting harder and harder to actually like come across these and and you have something in your hand or in your possession that you acquire then it's a lot different i it's it's harder now to uh explain it to the uh i guess the younger generation or the younger era to explain a lot of things um maybe because they're more fun of more having a lot of new or cleaner type stuff or what it is then yeah but i think it's more of because of the history of it that's i i personally like the reason why I would buy shoes is because of history, particularly to my history, or uh, you know the history of the shoe itself. Like I bought, I bought the um, the uh, well, not the infrared sixes, but um, you know the varsity red sixes because that was the one he first won his championship in. Yeah, ninety one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought you know my Space Jam because that was uh, you know because that was the movie shoe and stuff like that. Um, you're obviously it seems like your quality over quantity. Um, Obviously, back then the uh, the quality of shoe was a lot better than it is now. Yeah. Uh, what what's your um, take on how shoes are being made now as opposed to back then? Um. So because me being in the photography industry, I you know I meet with a lot of these reps. You know, I recently came back from uh, Portland, and you know I said a campus and everything campus, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, when people say like in terms of like oh the quality sucks or something like that. I, what I learned in this industry is back then they use different factories, workers, tools, and stuff compared to nowadays with mm-hmm. like machinery and stuff like that. So when something gets retro, they don't know that it loses about 5% of from what's being made and everything like that yeah. because of the tools, workers, etc. what it is. It's different. Uh, yeah, it's different. Um, rules and regulations and stuff has to get passed mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the same of what, what kind of leather they can use or what kind of materials they can use or the inflation of prices or and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yet, you know, times change a lot of things, but if the quality of it is, is just how it is. Yeah. So it's not a matter of they don't want to produce quality shoes. It's just matter of like they can't at the moment or like quality as far as like using the old type of uh, materials and stuff yeah they just can't i mean they they can and can't i mean they're just gonna charge you a shitload of more money that people think that it's expensive right now if you go to a government site right now and you type in the year 19 or whatever the year came out 1991 and you convert to 2016 inflation rate the jordan shoe right now should be anywhere from 250 to 300 dollars but we're not paying fair far from that that's true I mean, price tag for, I mean, what's the recent Jordan came out? The six? Uh, the YSMN 4s came out. YSMN 4s. Yeah, they okay. came out. And, you know, that was a really good quality. But some things are slightly off that they can't really fix or do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of where the factory is being made or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's as close as I can get, as it can get. As far as um, shoes, like, you know, um, stylistic-wise, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're 
we got that locked down. Are you into the technology of the shoe? As far as like the you know the air bubbles and just like the technology of how like torsion and traction and all that. Um, you know what's one good shoe that I think a lot of people are are now are just catching on is the Adidas uh, uh, Boost material. Mm. Uh, one, yeah. So that material, yeah, that yeah. first, that first release in yeah, 2014, I believe, and they came out with uh, one model. It's called the Pure Boost, and it was like in Foot Locker, just you know, in the front display or whatever what they had, and you know, a lot of people just walk past by and stuff. I mean, I saw it, it looked tight. When I went to New York. And then I went to the Adidas store. I actually put that shoe on, and it, it was a game changer. Every Nike shoe that I had, and everything like that, and past New Balance, um, for whatever shoe, mm -hmm. like it changed like my game. On Better the, the than a Lunaron. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. If you yeah. go to right now and you go to like a Foot Locker or Champion and you try any like Boost material, you'll see the difference of why it's it's game changing. So when 2015 came along for the Ultra Boost, what people wanted, and right now that you see and yeah. the enemies and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. that's you know they're using that same technology. But if you if you go back to the very first one, the Ultra Boost or something, and you really try it on, you're gonna see a fat difference compared to Nike products. And I know that Nike's trying to compete with it, but because of the materials they're using, it's not the same. Yeah. So now it's you're now you're going against brand. Would you prefer Adidas or Nike? Mm. But if you're going up on Nike, you're gonna be, you're more biased, kind of mm -hmm. like me. Yeah. Like I love Nike because you know they put tight shit all the time. Yeah. Adidas not so much, but you know they're they're upcoming. They're, they're upcoming. I think a lot of it has to do more of like uh, the I want to say hype of like you know the recent hype of like Kanye just having the Yeezys or whatever. Yeah. But um, let's go back a little bit. Um, we talked about your. You mentioned your ISS days or whatever. I mean, um, Justin, you met. You want to give a little bit uh, or like a breakdown of how you met Rolo? Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I met you through your younger brother, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said Randy. That, yeah, yeah, Randy. So me and Randy, we were both 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in yeah. In terms yeah. of graduating high school. Yeah. Well, first of all, how, how did you guys know each other, dude? The Pinnell Hercules bubble <laughs> is so small. Shout out to Dan's Hercules. It's, it's really, if you just know someone from Hercules, you're damn near going to know 10 of their friends and they're going to know yeah. 10 of your friends because okay. you're from Pinnell or Hercules. So I really feel like I met you through Randy. Okay. Like, I just, I remember being at your house like one time and then I was kicking in with him and you just came home randomly one day and I was just like, oh, what's up? That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> What up? <laughs> That's pretty much what so happened. Bro. But like, I know that you were heavily like around the time we met, you were heavily into sneakers. You were heavily into, um, you know, like um, just collecting sneakers and all that, and um, yeah. either like taking pictures of it. Like you're, I don't know if you're just starting to get into photography or if you're already like really about it by then. But I just know you were essentially. Uh, a huge part of immersing yourself in the culture around that time, especially around the Pinole Hercules area, man. Because mm -hmm. I know when it came to like dunks, when it came to Jordans, like you were pretty much like the go-to guy. The go-to guy <laughs> as far nah, as nah. like really having them in my area, like Pinole Hercules, mm -hmm. like or just just dropping knowledge about it, or just really like you know when. Like, uh, the Dunk Exchange was super popping. Like, man, like, you were really, like, one of the first ones that was really about, like, being a part of, like, the Dunk Exchange and yeah. all that from our area. And, like, mm -hmm. people can attest to that. But, I mean, from from my oh, perspective, like, quick, you're... Uh, quick fun yeah. fact, the first Dunk Exchange came out in 2006, and I was at that uh, first Dunk Exchange. See, I, I'm not surprised. 
<laughs> I am not surprised. Where like, was the first uh, Dunkin' Exchange at? It, it was at, uh, I think, 715 Harrison Street. It's either Club Envy or City City Nights. It, I, was, I John, was John a part of that as oh, far as like... Yeah, uh, John Fully Lace. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, that um, that was one of the first times I met him when before he started a store in Fully Lace. Um, I met him through that. A lot of people that, you know, started a lot of things to what they are now, I met him through there because of the whole shoe game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go to Vegas when it was like doing the whole like... Uh, Breezy um, with us for IC3 and like, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, Fully Laced when we uh, all went like, kind of like just huddled up together and then like uh, pushed that uh, magic. Were you there with us? Oh, or? no, no. I never attended magic or agenda mm. or needed clothing or anything like that. Okay. I do want to though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's one of the things. Um, what do you call it? Uh, with with your collection and, um, you know, mentioning that you're like pretty popular on ISS and right now you been a part of or have been featured in a couple uh online reputable reputable um publications um how do you use how what's your tactics on like using the internet uh, creating your brand like how do you go about um putting yourself out there as i guess you you are your own brand right like yeah as far as like that uh with shoes and photography like what's your um you know what's your whole motto or like what's your mo about going using that as a tool for you know before Instagram came up in 2010, it was only iPhone only. You know what I mean? Then it was in for Android or anything. It was straight iPhone. So I think the transition to get iPhone, more people wanted, you know, that's the time. And then it transitioned over to Android in 2011. And I think, I'm not going to say Instagram changed a lot of things, but it did, especially in today's yeah, thing. Sure. I don't sure. know how many people... Like a lot of people have met people through Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Hell you know yeah. what I mean. Especially it was like Tumblr 2.0. To yeah. Be so if, yeah, even before Instagram, it was it was Tumblr, and then even before that it was Facebook. Even before that it was MySpace, and we can go back to Xanga and Find Asian yeah. Avenue Find and all Find yeah. a picture and all that stuff. I think because of social media, what it is is so powerful now. A lot of people have been getting you know jobs and you freelance a lot of kind of things and do a lot yeah. of things. There's a, but before that, there was you know blogs, message boards, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it was for me, it was mainly just posting uh, the what did you wear today. That's how a lot of people showcase mm, their stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was really what it is. Every I, I remember I took a picture, and every time at 3 p.m. California Western Coast time, and that's uh, seven or eight on Eastern Eastern, Eastern yeah. time. I'd post at 3 p.m. My what did you wear today? Every single day, I just keep posting that, and then. If someone commented or anything, I would just reply back to them. You know what I mean? If it was uh, someone that was either hating or salty or uh, didn't like it or anything, yeah. just, just bypass them, just, just whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's uh, if they, they comment or saying they like it or anything, I would comment them back. I think it's also showing the feedback to the community is another main main yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now that because of what it is, Instagram has changed a lot of things. Um, it's so easy to, to find and get in contact with people. So, yeah, definitely. I think like... Um uh, it's, like you said, Instagram uh, uh, is a great networking tool um, as far as like trying to meet people across the, uh, essentially across the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, how far has your reach gone? Like, have you been able to talk to people like internationally? Um, do work with them or whatever? I, I mean, this looking like, you know, like my blog when I post my pictures and stuff like that, the statistics and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. 
it says you know like Philippines, Taiwan, China, yeah. Hong Kong kind of stuff. But maybe that's because some random person stumbled across from it. Okay. But um, in terms of what people see it around the world, if you post something on like Instagram, for example, mm-hmm. and you're showcasing that to the world, you know you're just reaching out to that area. You know yeah, what people yeah. want you that's to see. Though, yeah. yeah. So um, in terms of how how, how I do my promotion and marketing, um, post a picture once a day. Because mm-hmm. uh, now that, you know, it's it's just it's just crazy how I, I, I say Instagram changed a lot of things. You know, some people might uh, agree or disagree, mm-hmm. but I, I think it did. No, I, I think it did. I, I, think it, uh, I think it helped more than it hurt, probably. Hmm? I, I think it helped more than it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it depends his perspective on like you know who you're talking to. But um, yeah, let's sw- switch gears right quick. People got social Exa- Exactly, <laughs> and that's a whole different thing. Yeah, they're not. They don't know how to talk to people in real life. <laughs> um, switching gears. You mentioned you take photography. Well, I mean, you do photography. Um, I know my man Cass over here. You dabble with uh, photography, right? <laughs> so, so, so um, I mean, maybe you two could interact on this because I'm not. I'm totally. I don't do any type of photography, <laughs> uh, as far as. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, like when. The, so like, uh, you think like your photography, like you got to photography because your love for shoes, or was this kind of separate? Um, I would say yes because of shoes. Because during the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just taking pictures of like cool stuff like the shoes and stuff like that what materials on it what color and just doing cool angles and stuff like that and then and then it was a lifestyle my, my like my blog i would just post pictures and just you know like hey this is this is just for today's stuff uh i wouldn't say no i don't think so you know what i mean like it, it's a nice gesture but i don't like accepting things like that unless like it's really meaning like they want to uh for right now um a nikon d800 and a d750 and then i have a uh, film one uh and uh 8008 like 8008 and um a couple polaroids and uh other couple uh film cameras and stuff like that but mainly just digital for right now Nice. And I know at one point, I don't know if you still do, you used to do, uh, (laughs) you used to shoot photos for all of, uh, bow and arrows merchandise, right? Uh, yeah. At one point now it's, it's on call because I got more busy. Yeah. I got these at bow and arrows. Yeah. Shout out to bows and arrows. Bows and arrows. And for those of you that know, bows and arrows, one of the more premier boutiques from the East Bay, man. You know, there's, yeah, there's a crazy history behind that store, you know, I would I would shop there in Berkeley because you know yeah. you know um, right across was five one zero skateboard yep. yeah that's where you get just real right ones just no <laughs> you know right across um, and you know the owner Jerry he actually hit me up in two thousand fourteen and he 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 seen some of my work you know just posted from the blog and whatever and he actually um, he wanted me to work with him um, because they're looking for a photographer so because thanks to Instagram and also my blog, mm-hmm. it managed to happen. Um, you know, not a lot of people know this, but in 2000, they've been doing this for more than 10 years and they, they've been getting the first uh, SBs since the very beginning, Dunk SBs. How's the blogosphere? How's the blog life? Uh, blog is good, man. Blog is really good. I like it a lot. Plug that. Oh, uh, <laughs> we got uh, dunksandice.net for uh, lifestyle 
and all that kind of stuff or everything yeah you do? no briefly go about how you s- decided to do that blog because i know okay hey man it's, I real it's viral, hey, right? while we're on the topic of real ones no this will rollo was once a nursing student man before he really pursued this, uh, before he really pursued before he really pursued photography and shoes and fashion man. in general full time, yeah. he was once a nursing student, man. Yeah. But I really feel like once your blog took off, well, I don't want to speak for you, but I really feel like once he started this uh, Dunkstar Nice blog, things really started to come into fruition for you on this tip, bro. You want to go ahead and explain about explain so, that? A lot of things, like I said, in the course of your time life or whatever you do, um, I think we all can agree with this. You are going to die. Yeah. Yep. Right. There's only two so, things bro. in this world that's for certain: death and taxes. Exactly. <laughs> and then, so, bro. So, uh, I'm so, immortal. So for however long bro, you, you could, <laughs> so for however long you could live on this earth that you're literally born into, and then you can start doing things. For however long you're born in this earth. You try to leave your mark on this earth so you can be remembered. Yeah, Either have a family, you pass on your legacy or whatever. So to, to, to think to, uh, to go back in time to look at perspective, um, that's pretty much why I do a lot of things. Uh, you're put on this earth to leave a mark, to do something. So, in, you know, however long you can live in this mm-hmm. earth, you know, let's hope that we all live 100 years or more, yeah. you know, then it's really what it is. But, you know, there was a time. In, <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a time in my life where I was really unhappy. Because um, when I graduated, uh, let me see here. When I graduated high school in 2006, I didn't know exactly what to do. I was never really, really good in high school. Um, you know, I went to school every day. I didn't really cut class or anything like that. I went to school every day. Um, I just did homework, but on quizzes and tests, I was never really good at it. Yeah. So to to submit all the homework and everything, I would just get a, a passing grade, C plus, C minus, mm-hmm. a C. Maybe it was an easy class to be whatever, but I never really was a good student because I was really stubborn. Uh-huh. I, you know, school was never really for me. You know, and then the time after I graduated, I had to make a decision. I was like, okay, I either gonna work my entire life for the next 25, 35 years, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna go to school, get a good job. You know, that message that I, you always, I always heard in my head: go to school, get a good job, and you know, you work, 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 work. Um, that work, was pretty work, much work, work. <laughs> that was pretty much the message you know my, my parents because they're old school fashion they came from the philippines yeah, so yeah. here you know they, uh, they are migrated you, over uh, uh, are you first generation here um speaking like in first generation as, as a, in, like you are your parents were they the first to move here and then oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're the first okay. to, to move here mm-hmm. so yeah. you know that's what they always you know they grew up on so mm-hmm. that's embedded in me especially in the households when you're growing up mm-hmm. so uh then I went to Cal State East Bay for a year and a half. I didn't know exactly what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I wanted to go to community college, save my parents money, but they said no because you need you need to go to a better schooling. You know, parents want the best for you, but sometimes you don't really see it that way. You just want to save them money or whatever because you know when you're when they're hard workers, they always talk about saving money. Saving money yeah. So I, you know, that's embedded in you. Yeah. Um, so I went to Cal State East Bay. I didn't know what I was doing. I was taking a lot of general education. So. I was there for a year and a half. I was actually trying to become a business thing, a business major. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in terms of business. Um, there's, I was doing film photography at the, t- uh, at the time in 2007, and then um, it was nursing the transition. So all those three are transitioning to like one, but I didn't know exactly what to do. You know, they told me that a person that goes to college and they don't know to, the person that they change their major is nine times on average because they have no idea what they want to do. Seven yeah. to nine times because if yeah, you take a class. 
<laughs> that's a lot right of money. There. Yeah, so you know, a lot of you know, when you get involved in a lot of stuff, uh, you know, you take you take a course, you get inspired. You're like, oh, I think I want to do this. You take a different course. Oh, I probably want to do that. So you never really figure out what you really want to do. Yeah. So my high school, you know, it was the first time when they built. They didn't really teach me a lot of things that I originally wish they taught me. Um, and so when I went to Cal State East Bay, I dropped out. Now mm. my parents were super upset and they were mad. And you know, course, I, I was trying to. Would be. I was trying to explain to them, it's like, school's not for me. I'm not learning what I want to learn. And, you know, I'm only getting older, you know, and I still feel young. You know, I'm still 19, 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my mom, she's, she was a nurse at Laguna Honda Hospital. Sure, this is where I work. <laughs> so, she, Laguna Honda <laughs> I've Hospital. I've known you my whole life. <laughs> Laguna Honda Hospital. And also, my dad was there at a custodian. So, mm -hmm. you know, their, their work, work life and everything was always revolved around there. Mm -hmm. Gro uh, growing up, you know, I would go to that hospital. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe I could do this one. So, you know, nursing, especially, I, I think because a lot of Filipinos get involved in the medical field, especially nursing, yeah. they get, you know, they tell you a lot of good things. Security uh, things. Security, like, yeah. a, a job, you know, all that kind of things. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to say, it's it's all in there. They'll tell it's, you. Uh, their favorite thing is, uh, it's because it's for your future. Yeah. Oh it's my God. You make money and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'll try it, you know, because, you know, with a lot of good things they were telling me. Yeah. But yeah. I knew that wasn't for me. I tried yeah. it for, I went to a private nurse school, Gurnick Academy of Art, uh, as an LVN major. Um, and I tried it for the first six months. I dropped out. Mm. So they were, they were pissed. They said, they said, if you're not going to do nursing, um, what are you what are you gonna do so uh, you know I told him I wanted to go to expression college because at the time I was doing a lot of video games growing up you play a lot of video games you get really good at it and I I, I, I told him I want to go to uh, expression college I remember I showed them the paper I said it's gonna be 78,000 something amount of dollars they said what we don't even have that kind of money are you crazy we're not gonna we're not gonna bring it to a school that we never seen your work or anything like yeah, that yeah. you know we were bashing heads a lot of times I said but I'm, I'm good at gaming I know I'm really good at this and it's like creative field and then, you know, when I told him that, they got super upset. I actually got kicked out of the house. Mm. And then I, I didn't come back for like a week. Mm. Um, I went to my first club. Um, you know, I was I was depressed at what, the time. What club was that? Um, City Nights? City <laughs> no, Nights? No, you know, I went to Mission Rock. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, it was some, uh, I forgot. Um, club Six. No. <laughs> uh, I think one was Tonic Live. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't Steve, know if that's still going on. Real ones know about Tonic <laughs> Live. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah, like, yeah. That's still going on. Tonic Live. You know, and he was the That's what the dudes time. are still rocking Jerbos, bro. <laughs> You know, a lot of, and then now people uh, transition to, um, what's that uh, grown thing that people go off? Um, it's during the daytime. They got OG uh, Pol uh, Polar, Pol Polar guy, the white dude that dances. Oh, um, uh, OG Polar. Oh, OG uh, uh, Sundays. Uh, Sundays. Yeah. Now a lot of people transition to that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a bait thing. If you want the tonic, you go to that. Yeah. Whatever bait thing. Um, so I got kicked. <laughs> I got kicked. I was, uh, you know, I wanted to club. I wanted to get away a lot of things. They even took my car. They took everything like I own and everything like. So I got basically kicked out the house. I came back a week, um, and I, I was about to get my stuff. And then I remember it was me and Minnie. This was in 2009. So I, I lost two of my friends that year that that passed away, unfortunately. And that was real, real. You know, when you, when your friends pass away, um, you see like holy shit, a perspective in your mm -hmm. life. You're like. Holy Definitely. shit! Like this is not a game. No, you're no. you're gonna die in this world if you don't do anything in this world. Then you just basically wasted your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I remember we sat down. It was me and Minnie. I was pissed and upset because I wasn't doing everything in my life. 
while I see my classmates on Facebook and oh yeah, you know, doing a lot of happy things. I'm sitting here like, I'm not doing shit with my life, but I always took pictures. Minnie was sitting next to me and goes, nursing isn't for you, school isn't really for you. Why don't you do photography? There's Academy of Art that will teach students and you can get a degree wow. and do something. So in 2009, I made that transition in from doing nothing, something. So it really started in 2010. I, that's when I started putting out my blog even more and everything like that. And then it, my photography career didn't really kick off in 2012. So to go back a lot of things to where I am right now is it's 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 uh, like a journey yeah. you know what I mean a, a lot of journey, like that I so. mean you know major props to you because a lot of people um, you know like the whole parent situation especially um, traditional uh, Filipino ones uh, it's hard to I guess go against the grain of their you know upbringing because their upbringing is hard work you know um, uh, uh hands-on labor you know back in there but when you go over here the culture is a lot different there's a lot of different avenues like imagine americanized yeah. exactly imagine but they, but they don't yeah, they don't but. understand as far as like their their you know their children they they don't think that they think that it's still the same way as back in the yeah. old country mm -hmm. right they didn't grow up on the internet so exactly. exactly so there's a lot of new avenues and for you to take that and you know to go as far as you um you know, like getting kicked out of the house, you know, unfortunately. But like that gave you a perspective of like, holy shit, this is what it is. And I need to make something out of nothing. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, With that being said, like, uh, where are you now as far as um, your whole entire, I guess, brand of yourself or your photography and, uh, you know, the shoe game or whatever? And how, how far has that Rolo in 2010 to 2016 journey so been? Literally within this the gap of what it is The moment I made that decision a lot of things changed mm -hmm. and for real good Because um, around that time that's when I met you or like the two night guys met you. Yeah, because you started like, that was in 2013 when you guys did that event mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You did Shut that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was hey. in Japan town. Hey. I, I, hey. I forgot. Hey. I forgot. Hey. Hyena Lounge. Hyena Come Hyena see me. Lounge. Yes, that was in Japan town. See, yes, I'm gonna go with here. So that was in 2000. You know, um, uh, it really kicked off in 2012. I started pushing a lot of things, and I got involved in the wedding industry. Um, I, you know, yes, everybody wants to know. You know, you make a lot of money, but. To get to where I'm at in the wedding industry, it, it's changed a lot in perspective on what I do on my life now. You know, before I used to shoot a lot of street uh, uh, documentary and stuff like that. I don't do it as much, but it's still embedded in me. Um, you know, I, it's for the blog or for whatever to show showcase my life and stuff like that. Um, you know, the wedding industry is it's it's fun. I like it a lot. Um, I think the best things about it is because um, the memories I make and the people I make. That's two very important foundations of like it. Every it doesn't matter how much you you pay me because of the people I'm meeting and the experience and memories I'm making for these people. That's gonna last a lifetime. Exactly. That's gonna change a lot of things. You know what I mean? That's you that's are, one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So you know. Um, I'm basically yeah. So now you know I'm working. I'm I'm doing a lot of freelancing. Um, I'm finishing up my last year at Academy of Art because the first three and a half years I was a part-time student because of how expensive it is. Yeah. Um, the school isn't based on tuition. Take as many classes you want. It's tuition plus unit costs. So if you want to take more than four classes, you got to get approved by the school also. 
So, you know, we'll, buy, we'll uh, fast forward that, you know, now I'm a full-time student. I'm finishing up my last year at Academy of Art. And then, you know, I find um, doing that, uh, balancing the Arrows, Rip SF. I work for a wedding uh, industry that's based out of Chicago, Illinois. It's called George Street. Um, I'm in the SF market, which I never thought I would, you know, looking back at 2010 Rolo to 2016 Rolo. You know what I mean? A lot of, you know, a lot of freelancing, a lot of stuff that I, to say that I'm blessed and opportunities, really it is. And then, you know, I, I and, and the crazy thing is, now that my parents, they see me, they always ask me, you know, whenever they can, like, what am I doing today? Who am I taking pictures or anything like that? Because I tell them all these exciting things that's, you know, going on in my life. I, I basically, uh, that and I prove them wrong. I, I Hell proved yeah. them wrong, and any any. And sometimes any, that's pretty much the only thing you can do to like yeah. really just. You know, anytime like when you when you when you, like, you prove someone wrong, it's probably the best thing in the world. Yeah. You know, I, they don't want to they don't want to admit it, but you know what I mean. Um, they don't want to admit it, but I know for a fact that they're proud of me, and I I, I changed on the perspective of what they see it. So, um, to say you know what it is, then yeah. Um, yeah, so you're so you said like right now you work at Riff, you still do the freelance thing for bows and arrows, and you uh, do the freelance thing for well your your own individual tip and the wedding photos. Mm -hmm. Do you have like an ultimate goal as far as where you really want to like end up with like your your photography or your your fashion? Uh, angle with your with your profession do you have like an ultimate goal or you're just kind of just taking it day by day or uh, um I, th I, I think taking day by day is a good thing yeah to be what it is um but ultimate goal since you know I was I always loved Nikes um yeah I wouldn't mind working for Nike itself you know the moment i worked at bows and arrows i actually met with the jordan rep in the west coast yeah. and you know I've, I've been real good friends with him mm -hmm. and then i met him at the recently at the scrap pack at fully lace mm -hmm. the you know the store and he was there shout out to the diaz brothers <laughs> um i was stop, there and stop i stopped the motherfucker don't be scared homie <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually stalked and slapped someone last week. Don't want to message you. <laughs> um, I, I was talking to him and I, I looked no. at Nike's careers and stuff for the photo industry and, and I said, their requirements are crazy for what they're asking and everything. He goes like, oh, don't, that's like their dream requirements, but you, you know what I mean? He's like, I know you're, you're a good guy and stuff. But they're like, I'll just put me on your reference and I'll, I'll try to get you a job at Nike. So I think the ultimate goal for me is we're literally saying like, I work for Nike in their photo retouch advertising commercial. Uh, you know what I mean? Even That's for sure, like full circle, man. When it yeah, comes to like yeah. even just calling yourself dunks are nice. Like you started off taking photos of dunks. You started off your passion. I feel like your passion like started off with just seeing your homies dunks, right? Yeah. yeah. And then being able to really just wrap it all up with taking a job at Nike, where they allow you to to work within that realm mm -hmm. under Nike, like. Hey, what more can you ask for yeah, given yeah, your no. situation? The, uh, yeah. the planets will align for you. Yeah. I feel it. I, like, That's um, crazy. Like I said, um, you know, feels like I've known you my whole life <laughs> from your story. Uh, to wrap this up, um, any, uh, um, I guess, words of advice or uh, in words of inspiration for anyone that's trying to go down the route that you're going or like as far as like shoe collecting or photography or any like venture capitalist of yourself. Any words? Um... You know, I got, I got, I got a lot of things 
you know, to say. Um, but I feel that because if I say them, I'm gonna offend people in, in the wrong <laughs> ways or anything. Yeah. And you know, that always discourages me because I don't want to be that guy like, oh, he's a, he's, you know, he's a douchebag or an mm, ale because mm. of what he said or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the realistic world, no one's really gonna tell you a lot of things like that. Exactly. And so I feel that if you're gonna say it, you know, say it to them personally, you know what I mean? Or well, say this it to is them your as platform like to do it, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do something, um, and it's your it's your passion and you know you're good at it, just just do it. I you know like a lot Nike? Nike. I mean if if it's something you're doing that you know you're good at and stuff like that. I know a lot of times like people say like the only thing holding you back is you and then I, now I'm slowly starting to see that as like the only thing really holding back is is you if, if you really want to do something just do it because that's only only you can do it the way you see things the way you envision things in your head and everything only you can do it mm -hmm. no one else if you tell somebody what you see it they're not and they're not really pitching or you try to they try to imagine a picture the way you do mm -hmm. it's not gonna go according to what you really want to do so the way I say like just do it you you just do it because that's what you really see and envision and what you only want to do. Get out of your own way. Yeah, so that's kind of like the reason when I sat down with like Minnie, you know, Minnie, my girlfriend, we sat down, that's why I said, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove a lot of people wrong and a lot of haters. And I'm slowly, surely, it, it became that way. Yeah, it came into fruition, man. Um, a lot of uh, great content right there, bro. Like, um, I feel like uh, you um, tap into the nerve of uh, the youth, you know, when, when it comes to like... Uh, trying to find uh, a direction and where to go because I feel like that's a lot of uh, people's not problem but like there's a lot of lost uh, kids out there or just a lot of lost don't know what to do with their lives as yeah. far as like you know yeah, that was me being a five year uh, college student or whatever you know stuff like that um, it's really inspiring to hear you know your journey uh, so far and um, it's inspiring to see what you do as far as like when you going forward um, it's good to uh, hear a story like yours because I don't think a lot of people hear enough or like um, you know the honesty behind it exactly There's especially as especially as someone going against the grain of the traditional yeah. upbringing as choosing yeah. something comfortable versus and really pursuing that something that you're really interested exactly. in exactly there's like, and it shows that there is another there's another way to uh, achieve success yeah it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be the you know the systematic route that you know everyone tells you that you have to go so i mean you know before we close out uh just want to say thanks for coming along and uh um, telling yeah, us man. your story, bro. It's that was pretty fucking. Yeah, man, it was pretty like, inspiring. Yeah, man. it's inspiring. Not bro. like you hear about everyone to really just like taking the leap on pursuing what you want mm -hmm. to do, but yeah, it's rarely the case where someone you're, actually you're, does it, you're and, and, and right you're here, you're living proof. You're a walking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. example, and like it's crazy to see how far you've come because. I, I mean, again, like I've known you since what 2009, 2010, mm -hmm. and just seeing the progress that you've been doing on really just pursuing something that you've you are passionate in it really pays off like at the end of the day have you ever heard of someone that hasn't become successful off pursuing something 110 yeah. percent or like, the, like that you know personally exactly yeah. man it just shout out to my man agana because he's mm -hmm. the one that suggested to do a podcast yeah with yeah you. for sure <laughs> this is one yeah. last thing just one last thing you know what i mean um it's just one i think um if uh uh let's see here when you uh when you love what you do the money will come mm -hmm. just, sure. in, in whatever you're doing you know what i mean it's exactly what it is it's just a byproduct of what your love is yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure 
Can't get any truth Facts that, right? Facts. Message. Um, with that said, man, would you like to plug all of your um your social media? Oh yeah, it is my favorite part, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you guys can check out my blog at www.dunksarenice.net. That's dunks, the letter R, nice.net. Um, you can find me on every social media platform at dunks are nice, and that's it. Man. Dunks are nice or Rolo Tenedo Jr. Man. Yo, Rolo, <laughs> thanks for being on the show, bro. Hell oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, this is just an introduction, though. We're going to try to have you. Like, like, we brought back Agana, too. So, this is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is just the beginning. Exactly. We're going to, like, network work together and build on. Talk about random shit. We can even get more random. Yeah. But this is, man, like Agana said, it's real inspiring podcast. I came into this not knowing too much about you because, like, we haven't had a lot of contact just outside of, like, you know, seeing each other out in traffic or whatever. So, this is a real great podcast. So, um, yeah. Good luck with your journey, man. Uh, you thank have you, the support you. of us. You have the support Ooh. of the people that you already have the support of, and it'll only grow in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, this is uh, episode number six, Free Love Podcast. My name is Vibrock. <laughs> My name is Justin, aka DJ Agana, aka Watch Your Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Rolo, aka Dunks and Ice. Thanks, guys. And we are Peace. out. Peace. Woo. Yeah, right, yeah.